0: Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high wire woman, Rosanna Barardi, stays on the high wire while managing a busy law firm, a
1: consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Well, welcome, Highwire Woman. Women. Super excited to have you back for another great and fun episode. Today, I have a really special guest, Jessica Chinlelu. Jessica is a corporate sponsorship strategist and consultant coming from Dallas, Texas. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling through and I see people post things that have paid sponsorships, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. How did you get that sponsorship with Pottery Barn or McDonald's, like, how do I do that? And it just seems to be so difficult and such a foreign concept for me to get my head around. But today, Jessica is going to talk to us all about how you do that and how we make it attainable for women just like you and I. So Jessica, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Rosanna. I'm
0: super excited
1: to chat with you and your audience and really just serve people in the best way I know how. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are. What's your like, story? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, man, there is quite a story to <laughs> Jessica
0: Chunye Liu, the sponsorship I love it. lady. But before I became the sponsorship lady, I was a club promoter, a wedding planner, meeting planner for really large hotel chains. But none of those things really, really made me happy. Hmm. A lot of people aren't happy with their job titles or working right. in corporate America. And I just felt like there was really a bigger purpose to serve women in a greater capacity. And so I started a nonprofit called the Woman of Purpose Network. And through that nonprofit, I hosted the Woman of Purpose Conference. When I first started hosting that conference, I was a college student and working in corporate America. I was pursuing my master's. And through that first conference experience, I used student loan money and also ran myself in debt to make that conference happen. But it was an incredible experience because there were over 500 women who attended that first conference. And I knew that I had to continue to keep doing it. But I just said, you know what? There's no way that I'm gonna be able to continue to fund this on my own. So I connected with the woman that said, you know, your conference is so excellent. Tell me who your sponsors are. I have to know. And I was like, Sally Mae and my bank account. That's now in negative <laughs> Love it. After that, (laughs) she just began to share with me the things that I was doing wrong and how I could really connect with sponsors. And I took those strategies as well as the experience that I was learning in corporate America to now go out and get my own sponsors. And that eventually put me into like over six figures in corporate sponsorships to host the Woman of Purpose conference. And so now everything that I do is 100% sponsored. I took a pause from doing woman of purpose after I got married and gave birth to my son. I just wanted to take time to mm-hmm. be a fan, focus on family, you know, Sure. and but I would still have people that would contact me and be like, Hey girl, can we have lunch? Or can we go on a coffee date and talk about how to get sponsored? And so my husband, he said, babe, You've got to start charging people for your time because, (laughs) you know, these free lunches ain't worth your time, you know? So that's how I got into teaching people how to land corporate sponsorships for their events or through digital marketing or through cause marketing. That's really how I got into it. I feel like everything that I've done over the last decade It helped me to land where I am today
1: and helping people get funding for their passions and their dreams. And I love that because you made a really brave pivot, right? You had perfectly good jobs, but you weren't happy. And I don't know about you, but one of my pet peeves in life is when you, when you see someone or know someone and they're in a job and they hate it, right? Every day, if when you talk to them, how are you doing? Oh, I hate my job. My boss is a jerk, blah, blah. And I just want to shake those people and say, well, then do something, right? Like do something, pivot, Work on a hobby until you can monetize it, but to do the day in and day out and be miserable for decades—ah, life is way too short. So you were yeah. brave, man. You had the belly, the backing of Sally Mae. Woo, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brave step. But you, you know, know, did it. So
0: you know what's so crazy is—you know how we have these plans. One mm-hmm. of my favorite quotes is, "Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's vision that will prevail." And I remember. My plan was to leave my job this year because I was like, I'm going to save money. I'm going right. to get sponsors for my events. And my husband was the one that was really pushing me to like, leave your job. Like, we don't need the income. Mm-hmm. I think since I've known you, you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I and mean, I think it's really important, you know, regardless if it's family or friends or the people that you surround yourself with. You want to have people who can see the absolute best in you and push you into mm-hmm. your purpose and the things that you're, the universe has called you to do. It's so important. And so I, I always tell people, I thank God for my husband all the
1: time because he literally pushed me out of my mm-hmm. job. I was like, you can do this. And imagine if you didn't have a supportive partner that when you were saying, oh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that, he would say, well, maybe you should just stay where you are and be mm. safe. And- I mean, imagine like your whole life would be different. So so tell me how, tell me how this is done. So in my very naive mind, like a paid corporate sponsorship where someone is paying you to promote their product is something for people with, you know, 20 million followers, like the Kardashians, right? That's (laughs) Um, How how do you get there? Like, how do you start? Like, tell us kind of what, pretend I'm one of those people that you took out to lunch before you figured out Hey, I can monetize this. (laughs) What would you say? Absolutely. I think the first
0: thing you have to understand about partnerships and, and sponsorships is that it's not so much about the number of followers, but it's more so about the value that you can provide to your potential partner. I'm a strong believer in customizing everything. And in order to create a customized experience for a client or for a friend or for a family member, you have to do your research. You have to really Mm -hmm. know the individual. And so I study very, very meticulously. I I study brands that, especially the ones that I really want to partner with to understand how they're operating, what they're doing in their marketing currently at the moment. Are there any service offerings that they may have where they may be missing the mark on how they could reach a specific target audience? A real life example I've worked with Pottery Barn and I've worked with the Container Store and I pitched those brands during when the pandemic first started. I don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of followers. Most of the influencers that they work with, they have hundreds of thousands of followers and I didn't have that. But I saw that on their website, both companies, they were promoting virtual services. One was interior design services, complimentary, which is insane to Mm -hmm. me and then a virtual design session for someone to come in and show you what your closet could look like. And I said this is crazy because I'm going all over their social media pages and I don't see any campaigns around this virtual design that's complimentary or free of charge. Mm-hmm. And I created an entire campaign around that. My ideas and put that in proposal form and it did not focus on my following but it more so focused on hey, if we do this, here's what the outcome is going to be. And let me tell you, that was the best thing I could have done because both brands, they went for it. And I pitched those brands. It took me probably about 30 days to get Mm -hmm. a yes and a contract from those brands. So again, going back to not so much focusing on following, but if you do the research and you can bring forth really good ideas and also show what the outcome is going to be, the expected outcome from a partnership with them, they're likely going to work with you. They're looking for ways that you can help them provide solutions to their problems. And sometimes it's, hey, how do we get this product out? How do we push it out to more people? How can we create a campaign that is viral? And that's really what they're looking for. Not so much the number of followers that you have, because here's the thing, I've sat down with the brand. I love chatting with brands and getting their feedback. Some of these brands will tell you, we have a lot of people who come to us and they use their following as the way as a way to get in the door with us. But we've noticed that their followers are not raving fans. We mm-hmm. want to work with people who have maybe 500 followers, but in tr- their followers are truly engaged versus the person who has 100,000 followers. But right. when they put something out, they can't even get anything to convert. So conversion is key, providing value, providing solutions. That's the biggest thing. Do not focus on the number of followers that you have. That's the least important thing when it comes to landing partnerships.
1: Yeah. And that makes total sense because you're essentially looking at the business from a new set of eyes and creating a solution to a problem, right? So I'm sure companies like Pottery Barn and the Container Store have huge marketing departments right but you're a boots on the ground person that is looking at it as a consumer and as a mom and as a busy working parent saying hey well why aren't you capitalizing on this right yeah. and when you said that they're probably like wow this is a really good idea like why mm-hmm. didn't we think of this right so yeah I love that it's really the creativity and the solving of the problem that really catapulted you into these bigger brands. Now, when you say like you did a proposal to them, what does that look like?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, Rosanna. So typically when I'm sending out proposals again, everything that I do is custom. I think a big mistake that I see most sponsorship seekers make is they send a pitch email without doing any research and they have this gold, silver, bronze approach that they take to their sponsorship packages that they send out. The problem is when you send out a proposal to a brand before you have a chance to do a discovery call with them or really chat with them to get to know, like, what are they really needing? What are their goals? What are they hoping to achieve in the next year or within the next few quarters? Then you're kind of going in and saying, hey, this is what I got. This is what it is. We can't change anything. And I think before you submit a pitch, have a phone call first, ask for Hmm. a phone call. Don't go for the big ask in the beginning. But then during that phone call, if you're able to get someone on the phone or on a Zoom meeting, you want to ensure that you ask the right questions. And some of the questions that you should be asking to help you build out a custom package is, hey, what are some of your favorite partnerships that you've done in the past? If you've never done partnerships in the past, can you tell me what would be ideal for you? What are your goals? What are you hoping to achieve? Do you have any new products that you're launching that I can assist with helping you reach, you know, your desired target audience? Also, what is it like to engage in sponsorships with your company? Mm-hmm. How long does the process typically take? What is your budget for something like what I am proposing? You mm-hmm. always want to ask that question because it helps you to land exactly where you want to be. By the time you get off that call with the brand, You now have everything that you need because you've had a collaborative phone conversation where you took both you and the brand. You've brainstormed on ways that you can have a successful partnership. You place that in the proposal, shoot it over to them. So you see how now you have both you and the brand's ideas together for a custom proposal versus you just shooting over everything that you want to do. Now, I do this Because when you think about partnerships, there's all different types of partnerships. Mm -hmm. You have your event sponsorships, you have influencer sponsorships. And so there are two different approaches. With both approaches, I'm usually, for influencer partnerships, I don't have to get on a call. I want to sell them on my ideas first before I get them on a call. But Mm -hmm. I ask if it's okay to shoot my ideas. Then after sending over the ideas, we hop on a call because they're pretty much already sold. When it comes to landing an event sponsorship or maybe a more long-term digital campaign that you're proposing from the beginning, or maybe it's a cause marketing initiative or social justice initiative or diversity and inclusion, or you're selling your services to a company and you're partnering with them in that way, that's when you really want to hop on a call first, tell them you have ideas, but you're not sending over any ideas just yet until you've had the phone conversation. Same two different approaches because they're two mm-hmm. different type of uh, sponsorships that we're talking about here. So, but I, the key thing I want you to get from what I'm sharing is always get the opportunity to ask before you and, and get to know them before you start sure. sending over pitches. Because this is a, an industry that's all about relationship building, mm-hmm. all about relationship building. So ask permission before you start sending over all of your ideas. You want to be on their good side. Okay.
1: So, if let's say, you know, one of our listeners, you know, has a social media presence and they want to know more about how to do this, like, how do you work with your clients? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. Really good question. So, there's three different ways in which you can work with me. The first way, which is what I love directing people to because I have so much fun with it, is through my eight week coaching program called Sponsored and Secured. In this program, I teach you everything from starting the foundation. If you've never worked with sponsors before, or maybe if you have, and you're trying to increase your sponsorship revenue, I teach you what you need to have in place in order to do that successfully and start attracting sponsors. Then we go into data because data is huge when it comes to sponsorships. Now, when I talk about data, it's again, it's not about the number of followers that you have. It's more so about How your community is engaged. What are some of the demographics? What are Mm -hmm. their behaviors? I teach you how to go out and strategically get that data. I also teach you how to build out the customized proposals if you're going to use a one pager or a, a brief synopsis. Also, how to connect with the strategic partners, what you should say in the meetings and how those meetings should be ran, and then how you can craft it into a long term partnership or multiple contracts with one brand. So that's everything that you get in the eight-week coaching program. I also bring brands and decision makers into that program. That's the first way, sponsored and secured. The second way is for people who maybe you're like, I just want something super custom. I want you to sit down and have a strategy day with my team Mm -hmm. and I. There's the VIP strategy days, and that's about a four to six hour session of you myself, and your team, if you have any team members. If you don't have team members, it can totally just be you and I, but I usually recommend bring on your VA, bring on your executive Mm -hmm. admin, bring on your marketing person, bring all those people on board so that way we can create the most effective strategy possible for you and everyone knows what's the next steps for the big partnerships that you're trying to land. And then there's my agency where it's a done for you service. And that's Mm. where me and my team, we go out and we do that for you. Right now, we are maxed to capacity when it comes to my done-for-you service. Mm. We have a waiting list of over 38 people right now, and we're not even opening up the list until November of 2021, just because we have so many people who want the service, but we've been producing really great results. And I tell people all the time, everything that me and my team members, what we do I teach you how to do the exact same thing inside of Sponsored and Secured. Mm -hmm. The difference is that that consistency, the follow through, you have to ensure that you do the follow through process and follow everything that I'm sharing with you inside of that eight week coaching program.
1: I'm sitting here and I'm almost laughing because you were doing this at a lunch for people for free. And now you've figured out how to monetize it. You've got all these great options. You've got wait lists. I mean, just think about the power of that, right? Just think about yeah. where it started versus where you are. It's just so impressive and you're a truly high wire woman for sure. So thank um, you. tell us those three options. Where's the best place for listeners to find those? What website should they look at? Yes, thank you. So the best place to find everything about
0: those services is to go to the sponsorshiplady.com. When you click okay. the work with me tab, that is where you'll see everything and all of your options. As well as there's a tab for the course, you'll also see that option as well. Now, I would recommend before you even make the decision to work with me, I love providing free value because I do have a training. And if you go to thesponsorshiplady.com forward slash training, that is going to take you to a two-hour masterclass that's teaching you how to land four, five, and six-figure corporate partnerships. And I highly recommend that you watch that because it's a phenomenal training. I cover the five-phase sponsorship sales process, and it's really gonna open your eyes to the bit of information that I gave you today. It's gonna be that times 100. So I encourage you to go watch that training. If you have any questions about it after you've watched it, send me a DM on Instagram at Mm -hmm. Jessica Chenielu. And I'd be more than happy to, you know, send you a little voice note. I love voice notes because I hate typing all the time.
1: So yep. yes,
0: <laughs> again, that's the sponsorshiplady.com forward slash
1: training. That's awesome. So listeners, all of this will be in the show notes. So don't try and write it all out if, if you're listening while you're walking or doing your laundry or what have you. So Jessica, before we hit the record button, you told me you had a small child and you got this really successful business. So you're a high wire woman. So tell me, like, how do you do it all? Like, what's your one thing that keeps you like really organized or one thing that you rely on to make it all happen?
0: Oh gosh. So I I wish it was just one thing, (laughs) but you know, I really, I have to find myself, I have to be centered. And what I mean by centered is, you know, I'm a woman of faith. I love God and I feel like without him, I would be nothing. And so Mm -hmm. I have moments when I, may get up. And the first thing I do is I check my email and I, I feel like I'm just uh, like going crazy. Yeah. I have to go back to my quiet place and just seek the face of God, because that is really what keeps me sane. And that that's what keeps my home all together. But if I had to, you know, give for those who are like, okay, yes, I believe in the meditation and manifestation. Mm-hmm. We need all those things. But of course there's, there's planners. So I use a sauna. <laughs> I use Asana and I also have a big little planner where I write down my to-do list and that is what helps keep me on track. You know, my son, he's very active. He plays soccer. He's in swim lessons. And I feel like Mm -hmm. every, every weekend we have some kind of activity that we're doing and it's a lot of work, but I had to, I've trained myself to know when to close the laptop and spend time with family. you got to have balance in everything that you do and also enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know what I mean? Like no point in making all that money. No point in making all that money or all this money if you're not going to be able to enjoy it. So staying centered, keeping God first. That's the main key thing. Mm -hmm. Asana and my planner. (laughs) Those are my my jams that keep me together and keep me sane.
1: And I think so many of us highway women have forgotten the simple ways of keeping it all together, right? I mean, pen to paper is so powerful. We're so addicted to all this technology. I'm guilty of it. The first thing I did this morning when I opened my eyes was grab my phone and start scrolling. That's a terrible way to start the day. You're just, and I put my phone on, I'm thinking, I just polluted my brain with so many images and words that were really meaningless. <sighs> yeah. Really meaningless, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah no impact, but we're so addicted to that. But I love the pen to paper planner. I love meditating or putting God first or whatever that quiet time is for you to settle and center and figure out why you're here and who you're helping. I just think we live in this fast paced world that sometimes we have to say, whoa, turn the noise off. Remember like 20 years ago when there was none of this? Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Yes, man. I will say
1: I miss those times. I, I I'm with them. you. I'm with I you, girl. Miss, I mean, I've yeah. been in my career for almost 25 years. I've been a lawyer. And, you know, so I worked in the time when I just worked when I was at the office. You know, there was no email, there was no cell phone. And, and you could actually think, you know, you can, a client would come to you with a problem and you had time to think about the solution. And now people come to your problems and they want instantaneous solutions. And they get mad if you're not responding right away. And it's really difficult to change the practice of law considerably because things take time to think through and analyze. And we live in a society that no longer values that. (laughs) Everyone just wants the quick fix, right? And it's quick quick fix. fix. Yeah, it's really challenging. You know, We have to almost train clients to say, we're excited to work with you. It's going to take us a few days to look at your situation and craft a customized strategy. We will get back to you by Friday. We also have to sign, you know, lay out the guidelines and the deadlines, because if you go radio silent for a few days, people interpret that as, oh, they just took my money and they're blowing me off. You know, they're not uh-huh. going to help me. So it's really, really important to keep that front and centered. Well, thank you so much. I'm super excited. I'm going to be checking out your website. I always thought I learned so much from our short call today. I always thought this is for people that have, you know, the millions of followers. I'm super interested to learn learn your best tips. I love that you have a free masterclass. And listeners, I tell you, I talk to people, I do my podcast, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And and the best business owners are the ones that give stuff away for free. Those are people that say, hey, listen to me, try me out before you do anything. And I usually, I can say without a doubt that those are the real deal providers that really want you to be sure before you go forward and and you know, plunk down a lot of money, and it's really great that you have that masterclass, and that we can DM you after that. So we will definitely be checking that out. So Jessica, Absolutely. thank you for your energy. I'm so proud of you for pivoting and thank monetizing you. something that all these highway women that listen, we all have these great talents, and we think that they're just run of the mill. Like, yeah, I'll go to lunch and tell them what I do,
0: not Mm-mm. realizing
1: that that's a business, right? That special talent that you have. Could be your business, could get you out of that corporate America job that you may not be a big fan of. Preach. Yes. So, Jessica, thank you so much. Jessica Chin, I'm going to say it right before I get on. <laughs> Jessica Chin Yalu. Yes. Corporate oh, you got it. strategist and consultant from Dallas, Texas. Thank you so much. Thank you, Highwire Women listeners, for listening to this podcast. And until next time, stay on that Highwire.